Hey everyone, and welcome to Wet Hot American Moon Juice, a NaNoWriMo podcast. I am Wham James, and it is season three, the pre-interviews, the prequel to the show you haven't watched yet because it's not out. The podcast. I am here <laughs> with uh, Morgan, uh, NaNoWriMo uh, veteran and veterinarian. Morgan, how are you doing? Uh, good. I'm not sure about one of those qualifications you've listed, mm. but I will not say which. Uh, Ooh, <laughs> a season-long mystery. Great. <laughs> which, great. which is it? <laughs> which what, those? Are, that's the merch. Which is it? Which and is then, it? That's it. Vet, vet which is vet. it on the front? <laughs> Wham juice, an anorama podcast on the back, and then if you know, you know, and then yeah. uh, you know, if you don't, you don't. It's season because three's that's first how you do inside a fan base. joke. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So it's season three. Wow. Uh, We got 20 days until Uh it starts. Oh, God. Two zero. Yep. (laughs) And now listen to this. When the listener is listening to this, it's uh, less than a week. Oh, goodness. Sorry, listeners. I hope you're not stressed out. A listener who hasn't looked at their calendar for four weeks is like, oh, God. November is so Why did I take October off? (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) We talked in the previous episode with Erin, who is finding her way to what she's going to write about. Do you know what you are going to write about this season? It seems that Aaron and I are probably in similar positions because pulling back the curtain here, this is uh, the second time that we've scheduled this interview because the first time I (laughs) I canceled on you. And the first time all day I was like, what was I, what am I going to tell James I'm going to write about? Because I still don't know. And, and that was like last (laughs) week or something. And so then and I was like, well, okay, I rescheduled, so I have like a week to figure it out. And then today happened, and I was like, I don't know. I just still don't know what I'm doing. So um, That's a job for future Morgan. <laughs> exactly. That's a job for November Morgan. <laughs> I have some ideas, though, and I have okay. one idea that I am leaning towards the most. Okay. So right. that's probably what we'll go with, but I just feel like I need to be honest and just say that like I don't know right now. But I do have oh. one idea. Okay. I'm going back to romance it. this year. Okay. Alright. Cool, cool, cool. Fantasy was fun last year. It got a little buck wild. I don't think writing fantasy uh-huh. during nano is the best idea, I've decided. Right. Uh, it's <laughs> not formulaic enough. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, so I'm going to do a romance, and I'm going to chomp some of Aaron's flavor, and it's going to be about okay. horse people. People that that are into horses that are also falling in love with each other. Okay. I'm glad that you clarified because listeners to the show who caught (laughs) yesterday's episode just took in a breath similar to how I did Uh about what you meant by horse people. But okay. Okay. So people that are into horses. Okay, gotcha. I can't wait to retroactively listen in the future to what happened yesterday so that I can know what Aaron said because I'm very curious. Exactly. What she said that you'll hear in the future, but she said it before when we were recording. Bef- yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. What is this? Time on <laughs> Now on the schedule. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> so, okay. So these horse people, so are they, they are adults. They are adults. The only flavor I'm chomping is, is the horse part. Yeah. Right. Gotcha. 
So here's like the thing that the hook that makes it like fun or whatever is that. Okay. God, I sound so excited. (laughs) (laughs) Just just know the listener is not like, all right, here's what's going to make it fun. Go. (laughs) Oh, God. No. So, okay. So one of the main characters is a knight at a medieval times like entertainment place. That rides the horse and does the joust. The other Uh main character is the farrier, which if you're not a horse person, the farrier is the person that makes the horseshoes and puts them on the horses. Oh, And so the farrier will fall in love with the knight and there will be some fun horse-based dates. uh, And that's as far as the idea has gone at this point. But I Um, think that's interesting. (laughs) I think that's very good. And I think that... It's sort of like, it's almost like side of the eye, side of your eye horse people. Because it's not like they meet at a, at a stable and right. they have horses that are f- f- street fighting each other or whatever. It's <laughs> whatever like, it is they do over there. <laughs> whatever. Or I don't, I don't know. <laughs> not a horse person. But so. it's sort of like, like, a, kind of like adjacent to horses. Right. It's like a one sort of standard deviation out for any their way. I like that a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because it's not like a barn romance. It's not like a Western cowboy thing. It's like these people work with horses for their job. Yeah, it's, yeah, uh uh-huh. Yep, nailed it. Like you would a horseshoe (laughs) into a horse's hoof. There you go. There we go. So that's, there's no real, there's no real plot. I've got, I've got an idea of, you know, what some tensions between them might be, but um, Mm -hmm. that's, that's, one of my four ideas, and uh, that's the okay. one that I'm leaning towards the most. So, okay. yeah. What's just real quick? What is the one you're leaning towards the least? The least is, um, yeah, because yeah, I do have them ranked. Actually, um, that I sounded figured. sarcastic. I, it's not. Um, <laughs> oh no no no. <laughs> <laughs> the least is, and it's on my list. Is and this one's even less fleshed out? It is. Um, the skeleton the the girl is a radio dj who runs one of those like catching a cheater shows on the radio in the morning uh-huh. sure, and so like sure, sure, sure. the whole idea came from like the very first scene of the book would be like some woman being like who the f is melinda i don't remember if we cuss in this podcast or not it's been a year and <laughs> yeah i, I don't know do. okay for now i'll censor myself i'll check back in with that later but you know some some woman being like who's melinda and then like the guy being like no it's not what you think and so you think you're like walked in on a cheating scene when you're like reading the first scene of the book and then it like pulls back and it's like it is a cheating scene but it's not the main character it's just like her job to ruin relationships so i hate those shows but anyway so she would like she would like be, you know, like jaded about love or whatever, and then right. probably meet someone yeah. who's not so jaded, and then they fall in love, and there's no cheating. Right. But I just thought it would be like a, a funny, florist. yeah, a fl- yeah, there you go, a florist, like a funny, like redirect kind of scene. Like you think it's gonna start one way, and then it it yeah doesn't. It goes a different way, but then th- that's it. There's no story there. That's just an idea. So I don't know. I like that one of the tensions could be um, that. The florist gets upset that she doesn't take uh, flower purchases as seriously as she should. Like, she uses them for, like, nefarious means. Okay. You're, you're besmirching the good name of florism. Floristism. Nope, I don't know. Floral design. I think floristism. I think floristism okay. is for sure the, the one. Um, okay. 
So um, I asked Aaron this, and so um, as thus far with our two points of our line, uh, this appears to be the theme of the pre-interviews. Okay. How are you going to know if the uh, the farrier tale, the, uh, um, the knight in shining... Fake I'm writing that down. Tale. I'm writing down Farrier Tale. That's so good. Thanks. It's going to be the tagline of the book. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it, um, too. How are you going to know if that's the one? Like, how <laughs> soon? Is there, like, a litmus test, something that you're going to feel? I think I'll know. See, this this will be bad because I probably won't sit down to do this until next week, which is going to cut mm-hmm. more time off of my planning time. But uh-huh. I think I would know if it was the one if I sit down and try to plot it and I get a plot out of it. Because if okay. I start plotting it and I get stuck partway through and I'm like, oh, no, this is nothing, then I don't think I'll be able to write it because as I have learned from my past few nanos if i don't plot it i don't think i can write it in a month so it's got to have a plot from start to finish and so if i can get that before november then i can write it okay okay i think i think that's it you'll know so you'll know like before november starts whether this is the one that you're doing definitely i have no intentions of whatever i start with on november 1st is what i'll end with on november 30th because I right. will not change halfway through. I can't allow myself to do that. Yeah. So I will yeah. know by October wanna... 31st what I'm writing the next day. <laughs> right. Good. 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 That's good. Okay. Yeah. So then you'll, if, if, if nothing happens with the number one on the outline, you'll just go down to number two and see what, see what you got there and, and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Okay. Pretty much. Cool. All right. Yeah. Well, how are you feeling about that? Like, what is your general vibe feeling like? how the month is going to go. Like, you don't have a picked-out story yet, but will your past NaNoWriMo's influence your confidence going in, I guess? I mean, yeah, I would say so, because I've, quote, won it twice. It's weird. Side note, it's weird that we say that we win NaNo, but that's fine. I have won NaNo twice now, uh, and Mm. I feel unstoppable in that case, because last year was hard. Um, I struggled with it. So this year, if I'm writing something that is formulaic, like a romance, I have it plotted Mm. out. Like, I feel like I should be able to finish it Mm. by hook or by crook, you know? So I I am feeling good about that. It's just that I got to know what I'm doing before November starts. (laughs) Otherwise I'm totally out of luck. So, yeah. Oh man. Okay. This is, I think the the conversation we have every October because (laughs) it, the plan, the level of planning that you do is so remarkable and alien to me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm impressed, and I think that you know what it takes to plan something and to plot something and to get it to a place where you're like, okay, here's what we're going to do so going forward. How do you make yourself do that? <laughs> question (laughs) (laughs) is it fear of not having it is it like pre-self-care like self-preventative care that that rings true i think self-preventative care rings true and and kind of in the way of like 
you don't just do self-care. Like, sometimes you have to, like, lock yourself in a room and force yourself to do self-care, you know? Like, you don't just, you don't just spontaneously do that because, like, I mean, some people, you gotta, you know, twist your arm into it and be like, no, stop, I'm taking care of myself today, you know? (laughs) I think it is definitely one of those things where it's like, for once, one time out of the year, past Morgan is looking out for future Morgan (laughs) instead of making future Morgan deal with it later. (laughs) So... Right. I think this is the one time a year (laughs) that I take care of myself (laughs) ahead of time. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You know when it's going to, like, it's almost like I know that I'm going to be stressed out on November 1st. Like, it's already in the calendar. Right. So I can start self soothing now with these larger structural things. Absolutely. As opposed to just like deep breaths and dark rooms on November 1st, which. Right. doesn't get any novel written so it might still happen though <laughs> but. right right which is not to besmirch any of the of the healing powers <laughs> of both dark rooms or deep breaths yeah um i think but, that i think yeah. there's something about hmm. nano that it is chunked out in a way you write 1666 words a day or 67 sorry 1667 words a day listen it's spooky season i got things on my mind no um or 66 and then at the end you have to write 30 more in this frantic like can you imagine um (laughs) yes that was my last (laughs) yeah so you write you know 1600 ish words a day And Mm. there's certain benchmarks where you're like, by this day, I'll have this many words. By this day, I'll have this many words. On the 15th, we're halfway through, you know? And, like, being able to see it like that, it's almost like that theory of breaking down a big thing into smaller goals, you know, in service of your larger goal. And there's something about that that really just, like, checks a bunch of boxes for me. And I find it very, Mm -hmm. like, soothing to be able to plan things and have the plan and then put all the pieces into place and the plan works out. So there's just something about it that I, and so I think that that's why I do feel motivated. And now I'm going to say something that I feel like you will disagree with, but, um, I'm ready to disagree. Here we go. (laughs) Okay. If you, if you know me outside of this podcast, I am not the most organized person. Hmm. Is that what I'm supposed to disagree with? That's what I imagine you would disagree with because I feel like a okay. lot of people on Scavengers Network tend to disagree with me about that because I happen to be very organized about Scavnet stuff most of the time. Okay, so I see, I see what you're saying. That's why I prefaced it that way. If you agree that I'm disorganized, totally fine. Because <laughs> I am. I just think I think that you're you're. I feel one of your one of us by which I mean me things is functional disorganized. Like, I feel like yeah, you pull yourself together and they're like, I need to do this. Yeah. And you know how to do that. You've never been like, I got a, I don't know, margins. I don't know. Something like where it's like to <laughs> organize to a level of like, I don't know. Maybe I think of organized as a perjurative and I didn't ever really realize that. <laughs> oh, no. See, because I so, feel like I've said that I've said that to people before. Oh, I'm very disorganized, and they've gone. Oh, yeah, you say with your your board of sticky notes behind you of all your tasks that you have doing right, and done and whatever. Like, <laughs> right? Colin says the same thing. <laughs> Colin's like, "How can you say you're disorganized with all your spreadsheets?" And I'm like, "The spreadsheets are the thing." 
That's my life preserver. That's all that's keeping me from just lying in a pile of notes yeah. and papers and everything is I it's can put true. them in neat little cells. Yeah, no, I I actually feel okay. more one of us now three minutes uh-huh. later than I did before. <laughs> I think that I think that what we've learned from this exchange is that lots of people have different interpretations of what it means to be organized. For and sure. And you and I are on the same page about what we think organized <laughs> exactly. is. So, exactly. All yeah. that being said. Like, yeah. Yeah, no, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I feel like the the more systems you have and the harder the systems are to explain, I feel like you can just sub in one unit of disorganization. Like, okay, yeah. so, color-coded, sectioned off, uh, post-it, sticky, sticky note on the post-it. Like, it's like, I see yeah. that you, what you are doing is... Drilling down into where you get to, to a comfortable level. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, uh, do but I can uh, I ask you a specific question about your planning? Sure. That occurred. To oh me. yeah, sure, 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 sure. Pacing. Mm. Do you have when you when you plot out and you make your outline and all that stuff? Do you write a? I think I could have. I probably asked this in a previous season. Do you write out like? general area of number of words? Actually, no. I have done those calculations based on Mm -hmm. my, because I use the same type of outline every single time. I know, right? (laughs) I use the same type of outline every time. So every time I outline something, I know it's going to be 15 points or whatever the heck it is. I don't don't actually know how many it is off the top of my head. But so I've done that before and I've, I've looked at it and And the way that it ends up being is like points A through C are like the first chapter and then everything else is like, you know, and then like C through D might be three chapters and then D through F might be one whole chapter, you know, so it's not those plot points don't end up paced out in an organized amount of words, even though it seems like it would make sense to do it that way, the way that like the plot ends up working in my head. It doesn't actually work out that way. So I end up yeah. just not doing that, even though I've like tried to make myself do that before. And then I looked at it and yeah. I was like, this is not realistic. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. I asked a lot of it because I was like, I could see the answer being no, but like, like you said, I have often 15 point outlines. And so I know that a hundred, a thousand words per point is what I need yeah. or whatever. But I could also see what you said didn't surprise me either, where you're like, no, that's too much. And I, get, I totally get that too, for sure. Right. Well, and because, yeah, I don't know. And even in situations like where two of the plot points will happen in the same exact scene and they just happen yeah. to happen fast and close together because that's the way it works. And so, and maybe yeah. that means I'm bad at pacing. I don't know. But like, <laughs> like that's just <laughs> like, I think it would not be easy to force these things apart when it seems like they need to be next to each other sometimes. So, yeah, I guess I think I'm thinking about this because I am breaking story and stuff. Well, I will be when come November and Mm -hmm. like, I'm getting into like scene beats and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, how granular do I get? And how do I know? Like, I, I, I just sort of actually the, um, the writer war thing that I, uh, accidentally did half of and then um and then same about <laughs> oops <laughs> um uh, was okay. really good because I, I did like scene i wrote in terms of scenes and i like how i used it to practice for nano was all right here <laughs> here's the joke i'm going for 
with the prompt. Like, here's how I'm going to smart-ass interpret the prompt. Yeah. And here's where I'm starting with, and I want to get to there. And then, like, mm-hmm. just writing until I got there in a way that felt like I didn't jump. And I think that's going to be kind of my method a little bit on writing these scenes for the for the TV episodes because uh-huh like I know what I want it's like you're saying I know what I want to accomplish but there's not a, a thing that says and that needs to take whatever right but on the other hand I am doing some calculations because I'm a nerd too yeah <laughs> about how long an episode is Right. Hulu shows and Netflix shows, they're like, this one's 51 minutes, this one's 32 minutes. It was just a shorter script. I don't know. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, you know, who knows? But, like, I guess it's a really weird thing to think. Pacing is something that I'm thinking about particularly, I think, this year. So um, that's really good to, to, to hear you sort of be like, yes, but don't go crazy. Right. Well... I have two thoughts on that. One is that I imagine if you're writing, I don't know how much you've, I mean, you kind of gave it away anyway, but I don't know how much you've already talked about your project so far, but since you're writing, you know, TV episodes, I imagine that the pacing and the word counts are going to hit a little bit different because, you know, so like one page of, uh, you know, a script or whatever is like five minutes or something like that. uh, Something like that. Oh, oh, t- oh, yeah. man. Okay. Wow. <laughs> but, All my stage directions are going to say, talk slowly, and then it'll just yeah. be like 10 pages. Right? Um, <laughs> yeah, no, that sounds, that sounds more accurate. One to one. Dang. Um, but like, it, like you, you need, yeah, you need the episode to be so long, which means you yeah. need your scenes to be so long because and right. you need to balance your word count with that. It sounds hard but yeah <laughs> but we'll as see. far as pacing guess, yeah. goes <laughs> yeah yeah I, I admire you for doing this project it's gonna be really interesting <laughs> and it's very involved Thanks. and i i appreciate that and i'm excited to see what comes of it um yeah, i'm excited to but, lose all my hair and document it on this podcast just like ripping it out what's that sound that's what we oh, no. that's why Cut we do out. this show <laughs> exactly um uh, what i've learned about pacing oh yeah God, what I've learned about pacing, though, is that, like, you can't, if you were to pace something where it's, like, every single plot point is a thousand words apart or whatever, like, the reader would get bored because you would have them on this rhythm. I shouldn't snap into my microphone, but, like, you know, it's like this and then this and then this. And then you don't give them any room to breathe because everything just keeps happening and there is no break, you know. And so what you need to do to pace things is, like, it's okay to group a few things together and then just kind of have it, like, we lull and we have some character development here for a little bit and then something else with the plot happens, you know, and then like there's a shorter lull and then something big and climactic happens and then there's like a really long lull for a little bit. Like, like that's that is how you keep Mm -hmm. people sort of engaged with your your storyline is that like you give them a chance to breathe in between these big things that you're hitting them with. So I think that's important to remember for pacing also, I guess. That's a good point. That's a really good point. And it's almost like too regimented a rhythm is not as comforting as you think it would be because it's sort of oppressive and like a like a steady like And it becomes predictable around. too. Yeah. You know, yeah. like you, you don't want yeah. it to be predictable. You want people to be, you know, on their toes about what's coming next. So um right. Yeah, that makes sense. If that makes you have it in a, a 
Yeah, so that's that's my mm. my wisdom. <laughs> Me, the unpublished I like it. writer, I like my good it. my good writing wisdom for you. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I just want to say that I'm upset that a farrier puts ho- shoes on horses and a furrier cuts the fur off of animals, and that they sound very similar. <laughs> I just. <laughs> That's upsetting to me. Like, don't get those two confused. Like, don't hire the one and then leave them alone in the barn unless you are sure about that vowel because it is very, very You know exactly what you've hired and what they're doing. Yes. Hello, can you write down your job on this paper? Print it, please. (laughs) Speak very slowly into the phone. I'm going to start doing that in my main life, too. Just have a card that says, talk slower. And just like, you know, stage direction my life. Um, That's perfect. All I need is talk slower and applause, frankly. I think that uh, that would actually take care of me. I would have a sign that says laugh. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Just like, and maybe, I think that laugh on one side and laugh question mark on the other side might be, like, I think sometimes. Maybe. Was that a thing? Um, Okay, Morgan, this has been a delight. Is there something that... Uh, you wanted to say about your project or anything you're doing for prep that I didn't ask you about that you want to talk about before we go? I mean, no, I think my, my lack of prep has been very covered in this and just, just the ideas portion. So I think what I need to do next is go write my outline at some point. Perfect. Which hopefully I'll be doing soon. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Check in, check in with Morgan on the uh, Wet Hot American Moon Juice Twitter to see Mm -hmm. if they did any work uh, towards that between when we're recording it and when you're hearing it. Yes. You are, you are the accountability partner that Morgan is looking for. <laughs> you listener, Anonymous you're listener. in charge yeah. of this. <laughs> if um, I don't do it, it's your fault. <laughs> that's right. And that's what an accountability partner is. They are accountable. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, one last question. How was the pacing of this episode? I think it was great. Great. I think Good. it was a, a nonstop roller coaster of laughs. Perfect, because I, I did have each point I wanted to make regimented out by word, and I've been furiously counting. So that actually, um, it disproves your theory, but I'm feeling really good about the, the episode itself. Morgan, I'm looking forward to seeing what you come up with. Thank you so much for, for sitting down and talking with me. It's been great. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> Wim Juice is a proud member of the Scavengers Network. All of the authors on this show are part of other projects on the Scavengers Network. If you want to go find out about all the other shows on the network, go to scavengersnetwork.com and just take it all in. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.